Hey there, I'm Adam Demetrician, the lead pastor at Pathways Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. And this is our podcast. I hope this message inspires you, feeds your faith, and ultimately leads you into a growing relationship with Jesus. So we've been in this uh, series uh, around spiritual warfare, a series called Be Strong. And uh, we've been looking at some of the equipment. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, then he is our keeper and our protector and our provider. And he's provided you with some equipment, some, some spiritual equipment, if you will, this body armor so that you can be protected. It's for the express purpose of protection so that you can be protected against who? Against the enemy, uh, Satan and his evil schemes that he throws our way. And last week we looked at the six pieces of armor found in Ephesians uh, chapter six. We looked at the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, the, the, the fitted shoes, right? We looked at the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. But today what I want to do is I want to answer this question. How do we put on the armor of God? How do we put on the armor of God? You know how you put on the armor of God? Write this down, two words, through prayer. Prayer is the way that you put on the armor of God. Prayer, this is the way I put it in your notes. Prayer is the energy. Everybody say energy. Prayer is the energy that you need to equip yourself for the battle that you are in today. Prayer is the energy that you need to equip yourself for the battle that you're in. How do we know this? Because this is what Paul says to us in the very next verse as he lists those six pieces of equipment. Uh, let me show you. If you have a Bible or your mobile device, go ahead and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, our core passage for this series. We're going to read that in just a moment. As you're making your way there, though, there are two things, two comments that I want to make. First of all, next week, we have a whole host of opportunities for you to get connected into small groups. And parents, there are some easy on-ramps for a four-week small group session. Four weeks, you can find all that information out at Connect, talk to somebody there. Also, I just wanna say thank you. As we've been praying for Florida, all of our friends in Florida were praying for you. I used to pastor in Florida, and so uh, I'm praying that God would just send relief and aid, and because of your generosity, we sent several thousand dollars this week down through Samaritan's Purse through to Florida, and uh, thank you for that. Uh, that's what your giving goes to, projects like that. And also, we're prayerfully considering a team to go to Florida for some relief efforts, so stay tuned on that. All right, so here's the very next verse that Paul says, and uh, this is a powerful verse. Look with me on your screens. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So here's what I wanna do. Uh, I wanna give you four truths about prayer. If you're taking notes, write these down. The first thing that Paul says is, he says that when we pray, we pray in the Spirit. What does it mean to pray in the Spirit? It means that we pray under the influence and with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. It means that the Holy Spirit leads us when we pray. It means that the Holy Spirit removes our desire for the outcomes that we desire, and he aligns our desire for the outcomes that he's gonna bring about when we pray in the Spirit. 
It means that when we pray in the Spirit, he washes away our unpure motives, our hypocrisy, our judgmental attitudes. We pray in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. And when you pray in the Spirit, there are moments when you are physically and emotionally and mentally exhausted. Have you ever been there? Have you ever prayed at that point where you're just like, I don't know what to pray anymore. I don't know how God is going to win this battle. Well, here's what Paul says. Paul says, when you reach that place, that God gives believers another language to pray in. To pray in the spirit means to speak in tongues. Now you say, well, what does that mean? As I was studying commentators, they, they had a lot of different views on this. But as I looked at this, my view, because I believe in the gifts of the spirit, that we pray in the spirit, there comes a point where, where we pray and then God just gives us a private personal prayer language that is unbroken and straight to heaven between you and the Father's heart. We pray in the spirit. Now you say, Adam, where do you find this in scripture? Well, let me show it to you. Romans chapter eight, Paul says it this way. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our what? In our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but who the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. There's a sense that we are praying in the spirit. The next truth that Ephesians 6:18 provides for us, it answers the questions, it answers the question when? When do we pray? Well, not only do we pray in the spirit, but we pray all the time. We pray all the time. There's never a wrong time to pray when you're in a spiritual attack. You can pray before the battle, you can pray while you're in the battle, and you can pray after the battle to celebrate the victory that God has for you when you have this equipment on. We pray all the time. Paul says we pray on all occasions. Not that we only pray in the spirit, but on all occasions we're praying. And this kind of prayer, friends, this isn't the kind of prayer where you have a cup of coffee and it's a little journal note to Jesus, all right? I'm all in the journals, I love it, I think it's real cute and cool, but this is the kind of prayer that you, these are prayers of desperation. This is like radio communication to the commander and King Jesus from the foxhole. These prayers are prayers of desperation. God, we need your help. God, Lord, the platoon is in trouble, can you send some air raids over so that the enemy doesn't win and we come out on top in Jesus' name, the strong son of God. This is the kind of prayer that we pray. Pray at all times. This is kind of a spiritual warfare prayer that we pray. Does that make sense? All right, so we lift up every need. Now, here's the third truth. The third truth that Paul reveals to us is simply this. Uh, we lift up every need. I want you to listen. There is absolutely no need in your life that is unimportant to God. God's not too busy for you. You are the, the affection, the pinnacle of his creation is you and me so that we can be in relationship to him, with him, so that we can have this kind of restored relationship. And so there is no need that is unimportant to God in your life. Do not buy the lie of the enemy. You can go to God with every need that you have. Every need is important. Why? Because you matter to God. And because you matter to God, our church is a praying church. 
When you have a need, in fact, uh, when you have a need, you can email, you can reach out to the church, info at pathwayschurch.us. You don't need to be some special person. Listen, you don't need to be even attend here in the room. You can be online, a part of our church family. You send a prayer request, a friend. You don't even go to this church. We're so committed to being a praying church that we have prayer partners that will pray for you. You submit that need. We have elders and staff and prayer partners. We will pray. We will pray privately. We will pray consistently. We will pray fervently. We will pray, pray continuously. And we will pray biblically for the battle that you're in. Job loss, troubled relationships, financial crisis, COVID. We prayed so many prayers for COVID. We prayed for healing. We prayed for every imaginable thing. If you put it on there, we'll pray for it. We'll pray for your pet. That was a joke. Now, I'm not doing a funeral for your pets, so don't get any ideas, but we'll pray, all right? We'll pray for anything. In fact, that's why we pray even publicly. Uh, at the end of every service, we have opportunity with prayer partners, trusted prayer partners that will come down and always be willing to pray for you. And when we pray as individuals, we need to pray with all kinds of requests. Now, here's the fourth truth. The fourth truth about prayer according to Ephesians chapter six is not only do we pray in the spirit, not do we only pray all the time, not only do we pray with all kinds of requests, but, but we must be alert when we pray. Paul says, in addition to all this be alert. Now, you got to remember the context, right? What was the context? He's under house arrest. And so the guard was alert because they didn't want Paul to get snatched out of house arrest. They wanted to make sure that he would go to Caesar and make his final appeal. In the same way, Jesus teaches us that when we pray, we must watch and pray. We must be alert against the enemy and his wicked schemes, we must be mindful. Remember what we said week one? He is like a roaring lion. He is just prowling around seeking whom he may devour. Do you know who he wants to devour? You. He wants to take your family down. He's shooting arrows of, of discouragement and destruction and distraction in your life. And so we must be alert. We must be ready. And this kind of alertness allows us to put on the armor of God, to put on the armor of God. So how do we put on the armor of God? Well, we answered the question by saying through prayer. What does that look like? Well, when you wake up in the morning, this is how you put on the armor of God. God, I'm putting on the, the belt of truth. I need integrity in my life. I need to do, to live and do the truth. I need to build my life on the foundation of truth. God, I, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. God, guard my heart. There's a lot of impurity out there, and I, I don't want impurity when it comes to my relationships. I don't want impure thoughts. I don't want to have impure motives. Would you just protect my heart? I put on the breastplate of righteousness. The shoes, I take the fitted shoes, and I slip on the shoes, the shoes of the good news of the gospel of peace. I want to live and speak peace. This world is crazy. My schedule is crazy. My, 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 my life is crazy. 
And today, I wanna slip on the shoes of peace. Then we take the shield. God, I need the shield of certainty. I need to know and believe that my faith will not let me down. So I, I take up the shield of certainty. And God, I, I put on the, the helmet of sanity. Right now, it is just absolutely ridiculous and insane. And I need your sanity in my life. So I take on and put on this this helmet of salvation. And finally, I need the only offensive weapon. I pull up the sword of the spirit so that when that devil comes at me, I have some offensive firepower and in the name of Jesus, he will not have the victory. Here's the thing. We oftentimes see prayer as obligatory, something that's like not really relevant to the real game. It's sort of like the national anthem. It's important and we do it, you know, oh, say, can you see? And then all of a sudden people clap and say, okay, and then the real game begins. It has no impact on what takes place. But friends, that's not the truth. There is prayer and there is power in prayer. This is our communication to the commander and to the king when the battle happens. Most people reduce prayer down. Do you remember the Charlie Brown Christmas special? The teacher, wah, 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 right? It's kind of obligatory. You don't even put your mind in the gear. You just kind of do it. You do it before mealtime and bedtime. Okay, maybe in the meeting. No, 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 no. Prayer is a moment you can go to God's short, quick prayers all day, every day. That's why Paul says, we pray without ceasing. Prayer is not an obligatory. It's not the last line of defense, but rather it's the first play of your offense. That's the kind of prayer power that we need as followers of Jesus. So, so as we think about this, there's a resource at your uh, chair, and I want you to take it and use it. On the back, there's a QR code. I didn't highlight this last week because it's this week thing, a QR code that you can download and you can, you can scan it and listen to this prayer as it's prayed over you. And my challenge to you this week, my challenge is simply this, that you would meditate on these six pieces, that you would incorporate them into your prayer life, and that God would use you as you continue to dress yourself for battle.